Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. And I'm Erica Dorsey. On tonight's show, we have our new music, your LGBT plus headlines, and the LGBTQ area event calendar. But before uh, we get to our lead interview this evening, Erica, welcome back. We're so happy to have you back on the air with us. Me too. I'm super <laughs> excited. Sorry about the two-year hiatus, but I'm hey. back in black. That's Literally, I'm wearing black today, so... <laughs> All of the things black. That's okay. It's it's good to uh, to reboot, refresh, and anything else you need to. And uh, uh, we're excited to to have you back with an, a new and exciting perspective, and to catch up with you on what's been going on. And uh, very excited uh, for uh, for tonight on tonight's show. Actually, to have you a part of this. Great. I'm super excited myself. Well, um, tonight we bring back our blooming out favorite, right? Yep, yep. J.J. Gaffretta is joining us tonight. Um, before her events um, at the Indy Fringe Festival coming up next month in Indy. And uh, we're very excited to have J.J. back on the show uh, J.J. is the author of Left Hander in London. That's right. Um, the, the book is a field guide to transgenders, gays, and bisexuals in the family, on the job, and in the pew. Uh, J.J. is also the former president of the Indie Rainbow C- Chamber of Commerce, um, and, it's a playwright and or is a playwright and a performer. Uh, she also is a speaker on religious and political issues. J.J. is married, has three children, and four grandchildren. J.J., welcome back to Blooming Out. Thanks for having me. I I appreciate it, and I I I'm flattered. I I, I think I'm blushing over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's last, what, my it, last name is Gafrida. Gafrida. Right. Gafrida. Yeah, I remember mispronouncing that the last time. That's all right. Well, once you get once you get it in your head, then it's always you always do it the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But JJ, um, we really have been um, wanting to catch up with you on a lot of different things, but um, one thing, um, as we've all been following the uh, political climate... Uh, Why, is, there, is there something going on? Right. Um, yeah, it, it's... It, it, I've actually just kind of hoped that it's been a bad dream. But it's not. It's not, no. No, so... So JJ, you know, as a as a person who attends the the political rallies, the the protests, the gatherings at at in the, at the state, um, what are you seeing? What's what's going on now in in uh, Hoosier, uh, in the Hoosier area? Well, uh, I I guess starting with something positive, it was actually. Uh, Pretty quiet from what I could see at the state house this year. When uh, when uh, Pence was the governor, uh, every year there were just 
you know, you had to be watching every second for some anti-LGBT and other minority uh, bill that would be introduced and, and, you know, people have to mobilize and, and uh, you know, try to defend and, 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 and stop all this stuff. And from what I've seen, um, they were more about business, um, you know, roads and taxes and, you know, uh, stuff that state governments do than attacking minorities. And so um, it seemed like that quieted down a lot, which is good at the, at, at the, uh, at the state level. So um, I'm pleased, um, and whether that's a, a conscious thing because of the new governor and the, and the leadership or, or, or whether it was an accident, I don't know. But uh, in any case, I, I'm pleased that... Um, uh, that uh, we're going in in that direction because I it, it just allows people to not be on the defensive so much and then also for the state to be moving positively as opposed to you know going after people so it's been good from that perspective uh, on the national I, I mean every day it's something different and um, and there's just there are so many weird things going on. Um, that uh, it, it's difficult just to, to keep up with it. You know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to go to uh, the the uh, NPR and the and the New York Times and the uh, and CNN and and just trying to, to keep up with everything. Um, it's difficult, and um, <clears throat> so. But but the good news is though they've not shown a lot of. Uh, success in getting anything passed. So, uh, if it's all conversation and nothing gets gets done, I guess that's good in a not good way. You know that we're not. I guess not moving backwards is almost like moving forward. So, <laughs> so it's been uh, it it's been interesting, and it's uh, I I I don't have a, a a lot to say about it because every day it's something different and. Um, you know, when you're worried about nuclear war and you're worried about, uh, you know, who are we going to war with next and what kind of laws are they going to pass against us and no one's going to have health care, it just it gets to be a lot. So Social media overload and, um, and, and Trump administration smoke screens. Yes, and the, and the other thing that goes with it is then you have uh, people that are actively trying to lie on the internet, which is different than, you know, I, I'm not sure this is true, I'm going to pass it along. There are people that are generating stuff that intentionally is not true and just making it up, which mom always told me, you don't, you don't lie, it's, it's bad. Right. So I don't know, so it's, uh, it's been weird, but like I said, the good news is in Indiana, we're, I, I didn't see too much that came out that, um, was really against uh, a, a lot of minorities, especially LGBT people. Um, whether anything was introduced or not, I don't remember, but they didn't get very far uh, if they did. So, so that's definitely you know a good thing. And if the Congress continues to not be able to do anything, <laughs> then maybe we'll be at least where we are. True. Can I just say thank you so much for doing all of the work that you do? That's got to be tiresome and emotionally 
heartbreaking a lot of the times, but you just keep moving forward and, and keep working and keep trying, and that, that's fantastic. I just, I admire people like you. Well, thank you. It's funny, I was t- telling somebody the story about when we went to the state house and we were meeting with some of the state senators, and <clears throat> some of these things are just, they're weird. I mean, uh, one of the, they were talking about LGBT civil rights, and then we got into the bathroom stuff, which never oh my God. there was uh, one was introduced, but it never went anywhere. And and the one of the senators said, you know, a lot of my constituents are really worried about transgender people. And I thought, well, how do you respond to that? I mean, it's like I'm a transgender people. What did I, you know, what did I do? And I I found that fortunately the sense of humor came out more than the sarcastic. <laughs> I. <laughs> And, and I said, well, what did I do? I didn't do anything. And he said, well, people are really afraid of transgender people. And I said, I said, if it's the bathrooms, I said, I've been going to the ladies' room for 10 years, and I've never killed anyone. And I said, I, I drink a lot of tea, so even if I wanted to kill someone, I don't have time when I go in there. <laughs> I have to use the bathroom, you know. And I said, and at that time I was, 61, I'm a little older now, but I said, if you think at 61 I'm going to get contorted underneath the wall so I can watch somebody pee, that is not happening. No. That's Mm-mm. disgusting. I'm not doing that. So, you know, uh, it, it uh, perhaps my style, I don't know if it helps or not, but, um, you know, trying to have a little sense of humor about it. And then I think if, if you look at it, you know, if you if you talk to a person and say, I'm afraid of you using the bathroom. That's different than I'm afraid of this group using the bathroom. It's like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Everybody uses the bathroom, I think. So, <laughs> so um, yep, I try. And, um, you know, if you can, if you can uh, personalize things a little bit, I, I think it helps out, um, you know, in the long run. Plus, I mean, the younger people... You know, the way I look at it is my generation's the one that messed all this up. So sorry to everyone. But um, we were we used to be in, in favor of peace, love, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened to, uh, to my generation, but when the younger people come along and take over, which you can at any time, <laughs> run for office, then I think things will be better. Right. Yep, agreed. Now... JJ, you said that the the cynical side of you, at, at, you, you said uh, at one point, says the LGBT opponents might be frustrated since they couldn't stop same-sex marriage. So they're targeting and they're taking it out on transgender. Yeah, I, I really think that's a big part of it because uh, there were people that were so concerned about what would happen, you know, if... And it usually was two guys. They don't usually get too excited about two women getting married. I never understood that. But but if these two guys get married, what will happen? And the answer is really not that much. Nope. So, um, And I've told people, I said, have you ever gone to somebody's house that's gay? You know what happens when they move in? Your property looks worse and your property <laughs> values go up. So what's the problem? You know, they're... They have houses and they have gardens and they take care of things. But when nothing happened and they're still, they still have all this pent-up worry, 
I think the transgender people were the easiest ones to go after. So, um, I, and I don't know, you know, somebody made up this bathroom thing, but uh, but some of these things are just, um, you know, it's, it's not logic, but the the amount of angst that was out there over same-sex marriage is still there. And, I mean, if you said, well, gosh, it's been legal for, I don't know how many years, two, three years, four mm-hmm. years, uh, and nothing has happened except people got married and, not, you know, they uh, had a band and they and they uh, got had a cake and flowers and <laughs> so uh, but but there's still that hole of I was really worried something's got to be bad and um, so uh, I I do think you know if you're going to attack somebody transgender people are great there aren't that many you know they don't have any money when the transgender people are protesting you see like nine walking around in a circle sharing one sign because that's all they can afford so <laughs> you know it's it's a good it's a good target um and i've told people you know we're trying to recruit more transgender people but when we tell them you're going to lose all your money you're going to lose all your friends you get kicked out of church you might be homeless i don't know for some reason we're not getting a lot of new recruits <laughs> so uh, so i i think it is a lot of that it's it's the fault of the gays and the lesbians that the transgender people are. Tra- I, I just thought in Texas they're having a special session mm-hmm. of the legislature to only handle transgender people. I'm like, good lord, <laughs> find something to do. Right, right. The um, in, in now in your book, um, Left Hander in London, um, you talk about the pioneering, and we're gonna maybe chat a little bit more. Um, as we come back with um, talking with you here soon, we're just going to take a short break um, in a minute. But but w- I do want to talk to you about that because I thought that that was a fascinating topic about the 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 people, um, the uh, the problem with helping people get familiar with transgender people and society. You know, really really trying to understand and, and support the transgender community and the issues that are involved with that. So we, we definitely want to talk to you more about that shortly, okay. uh, JJ. So we're going to continue with our interview with JJ in just a few short moments, but now it's time for our first music break of the evening. Two of New York's most promising queer talents, Terrain Futurum and Rubby, have joined forces on Drama, the first single off a large proger, or larger project Terrain has been working on, which is scheduled for release later this year. Uh, Terrain says her follow-up LP features more up-tempo, optimistic, beat-driven music with polished electronic sound. With Drama featuring Rubby, here is Terrain Futurum. away from you I question what I know is true suspicious of your attitude 
All right, you just listened to Drama featuring Rubby here on Blooming Out on WFHB. We are now returning to our interview with J.J. Gufrida. Uh, J.J., thanks once again for joining us this evening. Thanks. So, J.J., um, what we started talking about before we, we took the music break was a really fascinating, interesting part of your book, Left Hander in London, and you are talking about that you use the term pioneering, right? You, you talk about that in your book about the problem with helping people get familiar with transgender people and, you know, what the, what the, the roadblocks or, or the, um, the, the limit, you know, what, what uh, prevents people from being able to get as educated, if that makes sense, right? over time, but what I found was uh, a lot of people uh, either had a negative impression, however they got that, or, or, in, or in some cases they just didn't know what to expect. And I know I, when I first started to transition, I was very, I tried very hard to, um, to let people know before they would see me, people that knew me before. I tried to let them know, you know, hey, I'm transgender, sort of the transition, you know, so I wouldn't surprise them. And I know, uh, I know one lady I, I, I know very well, uh, I said, hey, you want to get together for lunch? We usually would go to lunch like once a quarter or something. And she said, okay. And, and uh, she was just like vis- visibly nervous. And I said, well, you know, what's, what's the problem? Um, and she said, I was really nervous about seeing you. And I said, why? And she said, because I, I just didn't know what it would be like. And I said, well, well what was it like? And she said, it was like lunch. <laughs> and I said, well, that's kind of what I was hoping for. So, right. so it was interesting in that, you know, she didn't have any preconceived notions, but the, the problem was she just didn't know what to expect. And so... It, it, I it kind of described it like um, somebody has an Etch-a-Sketch and they're they're putting your picture in, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden some drag queen uh, with a, a <laughs> thousand pounds of makeup on, or 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 you know some t- murdering transgender person on TV mm-hmm. um, pops in on your screen, and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're shaking the Etch-a-Sketch as quickly as you can to get rid of it, and so. Um, sure. Part of it is just having a little personal experience with, you know, knowing somebody. And then the other thing is just getting people used to this is something. And, you know, it's, it, everybody doesn't do it, but there are people that do it. And, you know, it's like uh, you don't need to know any more than it happens. And, and that's the way I am. So you know, let's mm-hmm. go on from there. But it's. It, it gets easier, but still people will see something on TV, or I know a lot of people were mad at me because of Caitlyn Jenner. It's like, this guy won Olympic gold medals, and then he just decided he was a girl one day. Like, well, no, <laughs> but, and plus it doesn't have anything to do with me, and, you know, so, uh, so just getting out there and meeting people and, and um, getting a little personal experience 
besides read just reading something or seeing something on TV, it, it can be helpful for people to uh, understand or at least have a frame of reference. You know what what is it like, and you know, in a lot of cases, people go, "Well, gosh, that's not really that big of a thing," and you go, "Well, okay." Mm-hmm. So, so let's move on from there. Most definitely. I really like the fact that you made the point of people taking time to experience somebody that is different from you, whether it's yeah. uh, race, sexual orientation, those sorts of things, disabilities. Um, because I feel like we as humans are constantly trying to work on ourselves. And if we are constantly l- working on our own character and then recognizing that others are doing the same, then those um, ignorant ideas that have been bred into us for over thousands of years are subsided. And then we're just looking at people at face value. Do they have a great character? Are they loving? Are they kind? That's what matters. Yeah, well, I I know I I went to uh, the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting one, and I've gone several years, and I went to the the meeting, and they had a speaker who was... um, with the Department of Workforce Development, and she uh, talked about uh, dis- people that with disabilities. And she started. She was. She they. She said, "I'm blind. Um, I need a cane. I'm a lesbian. I'm a single mom." She went through. I don't know how many four, five, six things. And she goes, "So if someone hires me, I will fix all of your diversity problems in one hire." <laughs> to hit all the categories. That's great. And so I thought she is going to really be fun. And she, she started out and she said, how many of you aren't disabled yet? Hmm. And everybody, like, people started to raise their hand and they're like, wait, yet? Wait, 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 wait. And she said, because a lot of people that are disabled weren't always disabled. True. And you start to go, oh. And then she started talking about, you know, dis- different kinds of disabilities and how to how these people get around, and how can we help them in the workforce. And, and I thought, gosh, I didn't even think of half this stuff. This is really good to have in mind. And it's the same way with, you know, with uh, other kinds of people, especially LGBT people. It's like, well, what is it like? Um, I know in my show I have, a, I have a song about my grandkids in there, and, I, and I'm hoping people will go, well, why would a transgender person write about grandkids because that's the job that's the job description you're the nana you talk about your grandkids that <laughs> right you know it's it doesn't have anything to do with being transgender mm, just it's something you, that defines you yeah so um um so it i think as people get out there more and then the other thing is you get through the stereotypes of uh what are people like and the fact that people are different you know somebody um somebody has a different experience than me, that doesn't mean it's bad or good. It just means it's different than, you know, than, than what I had. So, um, so it's a, uh, it's a learning experience. And, and, and I just felt, I've always felt if you personalize, and I've had people say, look, I don't have a problem with you. I just have a problem with transgender people. And I said, well, I am a transgender people. I mean, what did everybody <laughs> else do to you? That doesn't make any sense. You can't group everybody together. Well, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, so so making it personal, I had uh, not to not to get off track too much, but uh, I, was, I was interviewed for Al Jazeera America a year after RIFRA. 
and um, they came out to the house and they interviewed me and so I was like kind of uh, pumped up and behind because I hadn't done any work because I was getting interviewed so I said I'm going to go run a couple of errands grab a quick lunch and then I need to get back to work this afternoon and I went to a restaurant in Greenwood and these so it's like 11.30 so it's pretty quiet and these two guys were talking politics and this one guy really loud says, uh, and now we have these transgenders thinking they can go to whatever bathroom that they think they, they want to go to. They're all a bunch of perverts. And for some reason, I took this personally. <laughs> go figure. Uh, the Sicilian was rising in my stomach, which is not a good thing. <laughs> and I thought, I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to cool down, and I'm going to go speak to the guy and I walked over after about five minutes and I said, I couldn't help but hearing you commenting about the transgender perverts. Uh, I said, I am transgender and I am not a pervert, and none of the other transgender people I know are perverts. Why would you say that we're perverts? Because I am not a pervert. And this guy's eyes were about as big as saucers, and he couldn't get a thing to come out of his mouth. And uh, he, I, I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he couldn't talk. And I said, uh, so on behalf of all the transgender people, if I'm the first one you've ever met, I'd really appreciate if you didn't refer to us as perverts, because I am not a pervert. Nice. Well, well done. Mm-hmm. I love well done I love stories like that. Um, JJ, we're going to wrap, wrap up with you here shortly and talk about your current work after the top of the hour and um, our next music break. So... Hold on just a moment, please. This is listener-supported WFHB, broadcasting in Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, and Nashville, community radio for South Central Indiana, and online at WFHB.org. Right now, it is 89 degrees Fahrenheit in Bloomington. Tonight, there is a 20% chance of thunderstorms with a low of 74 degrees. Tomorrow on Friday, there's a 30% chance of rain all day with a high of 92 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 75 tomorrow night. It looks like an overall pretty rainy weekend, so bring your umbrella. (laughs) Now back to Blooming Out here on WFHB. All right, well, we are going to take the next music break, and in the latest effort from Hook and Sling, Parson James and Betty Who collaborate on If You're Hearing This. The sing- the release comes as Hook and Sling's second single this year uh, and follows up Betty Who's sophomore album, The Valley. So here is If You're Hearing This. We all want to Wanna believe in something Cause if we believe in nothing Then what do we have? What do we have? We all wanna be loved I wanna love somebody Cause if we ain't got nobody Then what do we have? What do we have? If you're hearing this I'm at King Danfit Eight to ten I'll sit at this table For two in the Dodgers cap Drinking coffee black Wondering where you're at I'll be waiting, be waiting for you Yeah 
wanna believe in something Cause if we believe in nothing Then what do we have, what do we have We all wanna be loved I wanna love somebody Cause if we ain't got nobody Then what do we have, what do we have If you're hearing this No, I'm listening I'm still wandering Down these lost avenues But I know one day Clear blue skies are gray I'll walk in and you'll say I've been waiting, been waiting for you Hearing this by Hook and Sling, Parson James, and Betty Who, here on Blooming Out. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from the back door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The back door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information can be found on Facebook or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also, is also supported by the Quarrylands Men's Chorus, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information about their group can be found at quarryland.org. Now back to Blooming Out. All right, so for one final time tonight, we welcome back the left-hander in London's J.J. Gufrida, Hello. Howdy. Hi again, JD. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. So you have got something um, coming up next month, JJ. Right. Uh, I will be performing at the Indie Fringe Festival. Um, it's going to, um, uh, it runs from uh, August 17th through the 27th. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I have six shows, mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh, I my show is called Left Hander in London: The Earthquake. Mm-hmm. And I won't tell you everything about it, but I will tell you that uh, part of the show is about the earthquake that I personally caused myself. Oh, okay. When they talk about <laughs> the um, you know the hurricane hit because of the LGBT people, I, I don't. I haven't done per- personally hurricanes, earthquake. I've done earthquakes and fog. I don't know. I don't know about anything else. But I will explain it in the show. And um, I have some songs, some original songs. I have some um, sarcastic stories. I have some jokes. Um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to um, 
the way I describe it is LGBT people and allies uh, will enjoy it because they'll get all the jokes, they'll laugh. Um, some I, I I told one joke one time that was um, a gay guy fell off. I knew the guy was gay because I knew him beforehand, and uh, and I heard him fall off the chair, which I viewed as p- potentially a lawsuit, but <laughs> mostly good because I knew he really liked that joke. <laughs> um, but I'm also I would also like to get uh, other people there because. You know, like I said, if you can personalize it and have some fun um, and uh, sing along a little bit, then, um, you know, it's it's good for everybody. So I'm really hoping to get uh, nice crowds for my show. Um, I, are you guys familiar with Indie Fringe? Have you? Have I was literally going to ask you about that. You read my mind. Um, okay, so, so, yes, please Fringe, tell. Uh, is a is a festival that they have. Uh, they have shows all year. But they have a big festival in August, and it runs for about 10 days. And they have all different kind of acts. They'll have uh, plays. They'll have uh, mime. They'll have, uh, uh, they'll have uh, I saw an overhead pro- projector show one time, which Ooh. I couldn't even explain. I saw a show called Teen Jesus about when Jesus was in high school, which was hysterical <laughs> there's stand up there are one person shows it's just all different kind of uh, entertainment uh, it's all live and what they do is they have um, they have a preview before the festival gets started which which uh, people can go to and then they have all different venues around Mass Avenue on um, uh, in downtown Indy and then the shows are I think they're 15 bucks and I think they're 12 bucks for students um, but you buy a ticket for the show. Most of the money goes to the artist, and then they they're forty five minutes to an hour. And so, if you want to go down there and see two or three shows, uh-huh. um, every show I've been to has been good. Has been uh, good. They've been entertaining, uh, and um, they're really fun. And it uh, it just gets you charged up to see people with talent. Not that that would cover my show necessarily, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, people with talent out there performing and and, uh, and and entertaining. So it runs every year. Uh, information is at uh, indiefringe.org. Okay. They're going to put tickets on sale uh, this week, uh, within the next day or two. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so my show is at the uh, at the fireman's hall. Okay which is down uh, getting close to college on that end of Mass Avenue. And they had the beer tent next to the fireman's hall, but this year they moved it inside. So in the building where my show is going to be, they're going to be selling beer for people 21 and older. Awesome. So my show will be more funny. <laughs> will be much better. So I have the, the dates and times. JJ, you're going to be there Saturday, August the 19th. If this is all right, this is what I got from the Twitter, right? Uh-huh. August 19th, 4.30, Sunday, August the 20th at 3 p.m., Wednesday, August the 23rd at 9, Thursday the 24th, and Friday the 25th, and Sunday the 27th. You are going to be so busy. I know. I know. I'm really looking forward to it uh, because uh, it's just, I try to put a lot of energy into it, and, and uh, the... the uh, you know, the, the, the being on stage and singing in front of these people, um, 
is is very exciting. But uh, but I hope people come because it, my plan is I'm I'm trying to get discovered by like HBO or Showtime at the Fringe. And then they'll make me rich and famous. Nice. You really need to come see me now. <laughs> right. Right. Rich and famous, I, you know, I'm going to be charging a lot more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be headlining at Vegas. Yeah. And I won't be as friendly to people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You're always so friendly. Well, we can't. Well, no, but when I'm rich and famous, though, I'll probably. Might change. My, my people will be friendly, but. <laughs> well, we can't wait for that. That's, that's wonderful. So, um, Indie Fringe. Uh, fest and um, and the 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 performance based on your wonderful book Left Hander in London cannot recommend it enough a field guide to transgenders lesbians gays and bisexuals in the family on the job and in the pew yes <laughs> and, uh, I will, I'm going to post if if you look me up on Facebook or if you if you go to Left Hander in London on Facebook within the next day or two they're going to have the the fringe page uh, that that uh, will have the link, the tickets, and the information, and all that. So, within the next couple of days, uh, it'll be there. And, and I'm hoping my show is a lot of fun. But there are going to be a lot of good shows down there, and I really recommend people come and you know see two or three or four or ten shows. It's always uh, it's always fun to go. Sounds good. JJ, thank you so much for being on with us again. Yes, thank you so much. Spending the time we. Can't wait for you to come back and talk to us again. Well, uh, I I am looking forward to. You have to get me like right after before I'm before I'm really rich and famous. <laughs> right. We w- we will do our best. I should I should be able to do that without laughing, but I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JJ. Thanks for your hospitality. Take care. Take care. All right, so it's now time for your weekly LGBTQ plus news headlines. From Newsmax, a top Christian university has turned down $3 million in funding from the Alabama Baptist State Convention because it would have to kill off an LGBT student group to accept the money. Andrew Westmoreland, president of Sanford University in Birmingham, said in a statement, Our longstanding educational and ministry relationships with Alabama Baptists have always been more significant than money, and these relationships will continue and flourish. Our actions at Sanford, irrespective of financial considerations, must demonstrate fidelity to God's truth, abiding compassion and respect for all people, and solidarity with the timeless ideals of a strong university. In April, Sanford's facility, or faculty rather, approved the creation of Sanford's Together, a discussion group where lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender students can talk about sexual orientation and gender identity in an open-minded and accepting environment. The group is awaiting full approval from University Brass. That didn't agree with the Alabama Baptist State Convention, which represents Baptist churches throughout the state. It made the $3 million donation contingent on Sanford rescinding Sanford Together's provisional group status. In a joint statement, John Thweet, president of the state convention, and Rick Lance, who heads its board of admissions, said reports are that the facility or faculty of Sanford University voted to affirm the recognition of a student group that identifies with value contrary to biblical teachings on sexuality. We are saddened by this decision, which provides recognition for an agenda that we believe to be contrary to Scripture. From Mother Jones, 
the Building Movement Project, which provides research and training tools to help nonprofits better connect with the communities they serve, set out to examine attitudes and practices around sexuality and race in the nonprofit sector. Their report finds that when it comes to professional advancement, even within explicitly LGBT folk focused organizations, LGBT people of color face more challenges compared to their white counterparts or straight people of color. The nonprofit industry is often regarded as generally more progressive than the private sector, so it was a little disappointing to have the nonprofit sector not be any better when it comes to the experiences of LGBT people. Sean Thomas Breitfield, the reporter's author, tells Mother Jones, adding that any, many of the findings are supported by broader polls of the LGBT people and the workforce conducted by other organizations. Thank you, Erica. You're welcome. Ma- mainstream LGBTQ nonprofits may have well-intentioned racial equity and diversity values on paper, but often do not have funding or resources to make formal organizational commitments to align those values with their organizational practices and structures, the report notes. The uh, Thomas Breitfield suggests that with same-sex marriage now affirmed by the Supreme Court, more funding could be used to advance causes that affect LGBT communities of color and support minority-led organizations. And from the Hill, a leading LGBT military group is coming to the defense of the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff after he made controversial comments about transgender troops. At issue are comments Selva made Tuesday during his confirmation hearing to the reappointed Joint Chiefs vice chairman for another two-year term. Selva was asked by Senator Kristen Gillibrand, or Gillibrand, about the Pentagon's recent decision to delay allowing transgender recruits to enlist. Transgender recruits were supposed to be able to enlist starting at the beginning of the month, but the night before the change was to go into effect, Defense Secretary James Mattis issued a six-month delay to further study the issue. Selva said the delay was largely largely due to a disagreement on the science of treating transgendered people. I am an advocate of every qualified person who came who can meet the physical standards to serve in our uniformed services to be able to do so, Selva told the Senate Armed Services Committee. Our decision to delay the ascensions of transgender individuals into the services was largely based on a disagreement on the science of how mental health care and hormone therapy for tra- transgender individuals would help solve the medical issues that are associated with gender dysphoria. The comments were almost immediately slammed by the Palm Center, which researches issue of gen- transgender and sexual in the mi- sexuality in the military. In a statement, Palm Center Director Aaron Belkin accused the Joint Chiefs of recycling discredited arguments from the debate about the old law banning gays and lesbians from military service. There is no scientific dispute, Belkin added. Rather, there's a global medical consensus including the American Medical Association and the RAND Corporation, that transition-related care is reliable, safe, and effective. Outserve SLDN univocally supported Jen Genitor's Silva's confirmation for another term as vice chairman of the Joint 
Chiefs of Staff, Thorne said, and we believe that once confirmed, he will remain as steady voice of reason as the Pentagon moves toward full implementation of the transgender ascensions policy. Sparta, another LGBT military group, likewise said it supports Selva, issuing a similar statement to Thorne's. From the Washington Post, Ruthie Robertson knew her private Facebook post would be controversial um, among her Mormon friends. After all, as a huge leftist living in a completely red state, Robertson was used to criticism about her outspoken views on feminism and politics. She knew the post contradicted the views of her employer, Brigham Young University, Idaho, a private college affiliated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But Robertson, an adjunct professor of international politics and a practicing Mormon, never expected to be fired because of it. This is my official announcement and declaration that I believe heterosexuality and homosexuality are both natural and neither is sinful, Robertson wrote in her lengthy post in honor of Pride Month. I will never support the phrase, love the sinner, hate the sin, because that sin is part of who that person is. Homosexuality and transgenderism is not sins. If God made us and those are part of who we are, then God created that as well. Robertson was not friends with any of her students on Facebook and made sure to keep the post private, but she said one of her Facebook friends reported the post to her department head and another sent an email to the school's president. The following day, she met with administrators who said she implied that she did not take down the Facebook post. She would, if she did not take down the Facebook post, she would lose her job. She refused, standing by her beliefs and maintaining that she would never ex- she never expressed her political or social opinions in the classroom. The school officials told her to pray about her decision. A week later, after Robertson still had not taken down the post, one of the administrators called her to inform her she would not be returning to teach classes in the fall. The spokesperson of Brigham Young University, Idaho, confirmed to the Post that Robertson will not be teaching next semester. The spokesman also said the university has a long-standing policy of not commenting on personal matters and declined to provide any further details. In her post, Robertson acknowledged that her views ran counter to the current policies of the Mormon Church, but said she hopes that over time the Church will come to see the harm these policies have. According to the Honor Code of Brigham Young University's website, the university will respond to homosexual behavior rather than to feelings or attraction and welcomes as full members of the university community all whose behavior meets university standards. The apparent repercussions of this discussion have halted her career plans. Robertson had been planning on pursuing a master's degree while teaching next fall and hoped to continue teaching at the school in the years ahead. All right, so to our next musical break, Tove Strike's new single, Say My Name, is the indisputable song of the summer. First famous for coming in third place on Swedish Idol, as a 16-year-old, Strike eventually went platinum with her debut self-titled album in 2010. She later released her Borderline EP in 2014 and a full-length in 2015 called Kiddo. Now, Strike's shooting for global superstardom, delivering a fresh, sunny sound. I'm proud of both my previous albums. I started out not even knowing I could write. That was something I learned while recording my first album, and I ended up writing most of that album. I look at my first album a little like a learning experience, doing all of my firsts. Of the creation of Say My Name, she says, I met this guy, Elov, about a year ago. 
We did a session together and it was the first time we ever tried working. He was like, I've been working on this beat. And he played it and it made me crack up because it wasn't even a beat, it was two notes, which became the bass line in Say My Name. The first thing we wrote about was the chorus, or the first thing we wrote was the chorus, and it really set the tone for the whole thing. The production grew with the song like, we need something that's faster here, so it should it be the voice or the drums. Then we spent weeks finishing the lyrics and tweaking it into what it is now. With Say My Name, here is Chove Strike. Jump in our relation And I don't mind But when we touch It's elevation Up, 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 up Up, 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 up You speak my lingo We don't need no translation I never need a break Cause we feel like vacation Up, 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 up Got me up, 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 up
So to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. First, let me get this uh, these shoulders from not rocking to that music. Mm-hmm. All right, so IV, HIV testing will continue to be provided by Positive Link throughout the summer on the first and third Thursday of each month at the LGBTQ plus cultural center. This free confidential 20 minute testing can be scheduled by contacting the LGBTQ plus culture center. An IU staff member has formed a meetup group open to Bloomington area LGBTQ plus adults of all ages. If you're in town and would like to join like-minded folks for fun social activities, learn more by visiting www.meetup.com slash Bloomington dash LGBTQ dash social dash meetup. On Saturday, August 12th, from 7 to 10 p.m., the ground floor and PRISM are joining joining forces to make this year's Know Your Glow Party better than ever. Youth ages 12 to 20 are invited to join us for this free night, complete with food, a dance party, various activities, and lots of fun. Hope to see you there. The Know Your Glow Party will be held at the Monroe County Public Library. The foundation and future of pride is resistance. That was as true on June 28, 1969, as it is today. There are a lot of ways to resist, but few things beat the art of speaking truth to power. On August 25th at 7 p.m., we're kicking off Bloomington's annual celebration of LGBTQ plus community and culture with the inaugural Pride Slam competition, the queerest poetry slam in town. This event will take place at Rhino's Youth Club. Pride Slam is free and open to the public. If possible, attendees are encouraged to donate $5 to benefit Rhino's Youth Center. These funds support their free after-school arts programming for teenagers, many of whom identify as members of LGBTIA plus communities and our allies in downtown Bloomington Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. year-round. Have questions? Email alex at alex at bloomingtonpride.org want to compete apply at um, bloomingtonpride.org slash pride slam bloomington pride fest will be a day-long celebration on kirkwood avenue on saturday august 26th note the new name as this was the previous bloomington pride summer fest more information can be found on facebook RuPaul Drag Race's Sasha is coming for you, Bloomington, on Friday, September 1st from 9 p.m. to 1. Um, Sasha will be at the back door. More information can be found on Facebook. The Interpride World Conference is coming to Indianapolis this October. The annual general meeting and world conference acts as a source of education and a stepping stone to alleviating community interaction for pride events worldwide, as well as a great networking opportunity and platform for communication among pride organizations. Indianapolis will welcome a diverse audience from all over the world October 5th through the 8th, 2017. To learn more about the event or to purchase tickets, visit www.ndpride.org backsplash Interpride. For more information about Interpride, visit www.interpride.org. Dr. Jay Puckett, a researcher at the University of South Dakota, is conducting a research study on transgender individual experiences or of stigma. If you're transgender and ages 16 and up, 
visit the Blooming Out Facebook page or our Twitter handle for more information on the study. If you'd like to add your event to our event calendar, please email us at, email us at bloomingout at wfhb.org. This is all the time that we have for this evening. We would like to thank you for turn, tuning in tonight. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at Blooming Out WFHB, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. This is the final evening for the executive producer of Blooming Out and WFHB News Director Joe Crawford. We thank him for his assistance with Blooming Out over the last couple of years, and we wish him well in his new endeavors. Next week, we welcome Wes Martin, our new executive producer, and are looking forward to his tenure at WFHB. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer and music director is Grace Thumser. The news director is Olivia Davidson. Our board engineer is Jesse Grubb. And the assistant board engineer and social media coordinator is Josephine Douglas. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. For Blooming Out and Jeff Poling, I'm Erica Dorsey. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or BloomingOut.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out. Blooming Out.